Here's the man that you fear most in football, staring you right in the face. Pitch to Walter, looking for the record, cuts back, he's got it! Historians may debate whether Chicago's defense was the best unit ever to play the game. Go Bears! Welcome to the ESPN Chicago pregame show on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2 and ESPN 1000. Here are your hosts, Jeff Miller and Dion Miller. This is indeed your pregame home for every Bears game. Keep it locked in two hours before the Bears game start. I, Jeff Meller, will be alongside Dion Miller every, we'll say Sunday, but of course, you know, there's the occasional Monday or Thursday. We're going to be here for you for every Bears pregame two hours before the game begins. And today you get eight eight extra minutes, Dion, of uh, our coverage and breakdown of Bears and Rams on this first NFL Sunday of the season. I'm so excited. And I think we need to clarify it's Miller and Meller. Yes. We will have to really enunciate when we say it. But thrilled to be here. So excited. It's finally game day. And we've been waiting all day. We've been watching football all day in anticipation for this Bears game. That is it is a long time coming. It has been such a topic of conversation. They get this primetime stage. Let's hope they show up because they have a lot to prove this season. Absolutely. I do think the moment the Bears drafted Justin Fields, the way the season or at least the anticipation from the fan base completely changed because I don't know about you, but with Andy Dalton and listen, we've talked a lot about Justin Fields. We will talk a little bit about Andy Dalton today and plenty more about everything related to the bears. But the moment the bears drafted Justin Fields, the entire outlook, I think for the fan base completely changed. Uh, There's no question about it. You know, I went back and looked at when the bears signed Andy Dalton and the articles written were, The Bears are settling for Andy Dalton. We should have had Russell Wilson. Remember Mm. that crazy? I had actually forgot. I had actually forgotten. I know. I had too. And I was like, we really thought that was going to happen. And then we felt like we were settling for Andy Dalton. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that narrative has has sort of changed because now it's like, okay, now we get it. He's just the band aid between between the seasons to get ready for Justin Fields, to get ready to set that table for him. So as long as Andy Dalton can be my, my disappointment with it being Andy Dalton though, is I feel like he's that bandaid that is more the one that will stick for a little while, but not stick for a long time. And so I'm nervous that, that they're going to put him out there and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be ugly and and fans are going to be clamoring even more for Justin Fields, maybe before he's ready. That's certainly a fair point. We will observe all that as it happens tonight. Andy Dalton, of course, he knows that he has a short leash. He's created to be. I know who I am. I know who I was created to be. I know um, where my identity lies. And so um, do I want the fans behind me and this team and all that kind of stuff? Yes. Do I want them behind Justin? Absolutely, I do. Um, but I, that's not my focus. I can't focus on all that right now. Um, like I've said before, Justin's going to have his time, and Justin's going to have a great career. But right now, it's, it's my time, and so my focus is on being the best player I can be for this team and do everything I can to help this team win. Now, how long that time actually is, you know, his play is going to go a long way in helping determine whether or not he can play longer than four or five games. Because if he does play poorly, I think Matt Nagy is going to start to feel the heat, and he'll be tempted to go ahead and use the athletic ability that Justin Fields has to help the offense if Andy Dalton struggles at all. Well, let's just face it. The dream world is a repeat 
of Kansas City, right? The dream world is that Andy Dalton somehow turns into this magical Alex Smith that can take them deep. And then and then Justin Fields is ready to step in like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, my fear is that Nagy says that's his he keeps hearkening back to the Chiefs because that's his only experience, sure. which I get. But I don't want him to be so married to that plan that he isn't able to adjust and he isn't able to be ready or to pull that trigger a little bit earlier to get Justin out there if Andy's struggling to that point, that he feels that heat. I feel like when they drafted Fields, him and Pace kind of took a step back and we're like, all right, I don't feel that pressure anymore. I feel like we bought ourselves another year or so, right? No, absolutely. I agree completely. It did feel like that was a moment for Ryan Pace where once they were given the opportunity to stick around and this season mm-hmm. and Justin Fields did fall in the draft to 11 and he was able to move up and go ahead and draft him, you're right. It does feel like they bought themselves some additional time because Matt Nagy was brought in to be the offensive coordinator to find the next franchise quarterback. He was brought in here to yeah. nurture Mitch Trubisky, and clearly that didn't work out. And it feels like, from all the back channel, that Matt Nagy was able to say, look, I wasn't here when you guys drafted right. Trubisky. I scouted Pat Mahomes. I told you time and time again, I knew Pat- Patrick Mahomes was a generational talent, so give me the opportunity to go ahead and pick my guy and we'll go forward. And so it does seem like it's not just this year, but it will certainly be a couple of years for Matt Nagy to have the opportunity to nurture Justin Fields into a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that comes to be, well, we shall see. And I think we're all hopeful that he can be that. The one point, though, that you brought up about Patrick Mahomes, you know, looking at what's already happened the one premise, you have to agree with the premise that just because things worked out well with Patrick Mahomes, that the that the Chiefs, when they drafted him, were better off sitting Patrick Mahomes. That's the mm-hmm. one thing we cannot know, right? Right. The Chiefs that year, with Alex, Alex Smith as their quarterback, ended up losing in the playoffs. Right. And it's very possible that had Patrick Mahomes been given the opportunity to start, that even though he was raw... The talent that he had, who knows? The Patriots might have been, or I'm sorry, the Chiefs may have been looking for a second consecutive Super Bowl when they went on to win their first with Patrick Mahomes. So, like, it's an easy premise to say now just to say, oh, Patrick, you know, we gave him the full year and look what he's turned into. Well, listen, we don't know if the Chiefs missed out on a Super Bowl because they didn't start their stud rookie quarterback. That's just something we cannot know. So you have to agree with Matt Nagy's premise in order to go ahead and say, all right, this sounds like a great idea. Yeah, it, it it does. And in theory, he's Nagy has said, you know, Justin is in a great place. He's not ready. I think fans are more anxious to see him because he impressed in the preseason, right? Mm-hmm. But but think about who he was facing, the, the level of play of everybody around him and, and what the preseason is really all about. And then think about the fact that we've, we saw nothing from Andy Dalton, nothing. And the Bears keep insisting that he is he is the right guy for this moment. And so I'm really anxious to see that tonight. We have not seen offense led by Andy. Andy Dalton, led by a confident, experienced quarterback in a very long time for the Bears. And so that I'm anxious to see that in action against a very good defense. This is a great measuring stick for what, like, are the Bears just giving us lip service? Or is Andy Dalton really better than we all think he is? No, that's a great point. And there's nowhere to hide against this defense. One of the best defenses in the league. They have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Everyone out there is familiar with their names. They know they're amongst the two of the best at their position. So it will be a very stiff test. She's Dion Miller. I'm Jeff Miller. We're here for your Bears pregame show. We will be here for you two hours before every Bears game. So make sure you make it your appointment listening before the Bears games going forward. We'll be back shortly, and uh, we've got plenty more to cover. Jeff Dickerson joins us at 6 live from SoFi Stadium, and we've got lots to tackle here on ESPN 1000. 
Chicago's home for sports is available always. Tell your smart speaker, play ESPN 1000. You're listening to the ESPN Chicago pregame show. This is ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. A little over two hours away from the Bears beginning their 2021 NFL season as they visit the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. And the Rams will, for the first time, have fans in the stand at SoFi Stadium. Uh, an absolute palace out there. It should be interesting to see. I'm sure we'll get a lot of firsthand looks. I know they did it last year, but I have to imagine NBC is going to show us a lot mm-hmm. of what's actually in the SoFi Stadium. And, you know, the like I said, they spent a lot of money, Dion. A, a lot of money. Billions of yes. dollars on a stadium. It is, I mean, the pictures on Twitter that are popping up of beat reporters who are out there, it's it's immaculate. It is It is a palace. That's a great description for it. A far cry from our beautiful home by the lake. But sure. it is very pretty. It'll be a, a great stage. The stage is set. And here we go. Let's, let's see what the Bears can do. And she is Dion Miller. I'm Jeff Miller. We're going to be your Bears pregame show on ESP 1000 all season long. Two hours before the Bears game begins, so make sure that you are locked into ESPN 1000 to hear what we have to say. And, of course, Jeff Dickerson is covering the Bears. He's out at SoFi Stadium right now. He's going to join us about an hour from now at 6 o'clock, give us uh, the latest on Bears and Actives. I imagine we'll have them right around 6 o'clock, and he will give us his firsthand experience on just what SoFi Stadium looks like. And, of course, we'll tackle plenty of issues regarding the Bears as well with J.D. JD about what went on. But for those who um, may not, I mean, listen, Deanne, I know everybody should be familiar with your work on ABC7. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, but I will say there's probably a few folks out there who are listening who maybe don't watch local news like some used to. So maybe they're not familiar with you. You cover the Bears for a long time now. Mm-hmm. You are there on, for the most part, a daily basis. And you get a firsthand look uh, covering the Bears. You've had plenty of experience listening to Matt Nagy talk. I know yes. that's one of your favorite things to do during the week. <laughs> So, I, um, I sometimes listen to the press conferences twice, Jeff. That's how into it I am. No, I have been, uh, it's my 10th season covering the Bears. And for two stations in town, I've done it for Fox 32 and now ABC 7 for the last seven. Um, and it's, it, the Bears is what makes this town go, right? It, it is fun. It's fun to be around that team. It's fun to have a, a topic. Of, they are never without a storyline. Um, there's something every day with the Bears, and it's been exciting. It's been exciting to see the coaching changes from Lovey to Tressman to John Fox, and now with Matt Nagy. It's been quite an adventure um, and navigating the roller coaster that has been the last 10 years of this franchise. That is, It's an honor to be around them. It's fun to cover this team. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what is going to happen next so yeah but my my day-to-day job is to work for abc7 as a reporter and uh anchor so um i get to talk about it get to do the highlights all the things it's super fun and i'm thrilled to be able to add this to my work week and to be able to have somewhere to talk about all these things and thoughts that i have throughout the week covering this team i know that's why we're pumped to have you because i know you have all this wealth of knowledge inside your head that you have to squeeze into three minutes every night <laughs> yes. so to have you have a few more minutes each uh each sunday to go ahead and share it with us we're happy to have you aboard here on ESPN 1000. Of course, 312-332-3776. Always your opportunity to weigh in as well if you'd like to tell us what you're thinking about tonight's Bears-Rams game. Andy Dalton will be under center. 
Mm-hmm. He is 2-10 and 10 on the road as a starting quarterback since the start of 2019. That is the worst winning percentage by any quarterback over that span who has a minimum of eight starts. I love the way you said You didn't say it as awful as it really is. Yes, like the way I, you delivered that was really much more glass half full as opposed to <laughs> empty and leaking, right? The, like yeah, that's it was, it was truly like, what it is. It was like the setup to a joke where you try and you lay it out and then all of a sudden you give them the punchline like, oh boy, like, I don't know what we're going to, what, what we're in store for here. And it. I'm not optimistic. I'm not either. Uh, primetime, not his forte either. I think he only has like six wins. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely like, right. Um, but here's what I will say. In just sheer observation through training camp of what a difference Andy Dalton has already made. He is a confident quarterback. He may not make the perfect throw, but he does it with conviction. There is no hesitation. I think with Mitch Trubisky, for four years, we watched hesitation. We watched um, doubt. We watched missed throws and heads dropping, right? Like, we we watched the emotions all over the place with him. You don't see that with Dalton. He's making decisions. If he doesn't make the throw, he knows why that didn't work. He can adjust. He can make a call. He can. He knows a defense. He's just decisive, and I think that can make a huge difference. Now, the other question is, can the offensive line give him enough time to make those decisions? I think that's a huge question mark heading into the season. Absolutely. It, you know, I think a lot of people who are clamoring for Justin Fields, part of it is the understanding that the offensive line has looked woeful at times. Mm-hmm. I think the hope is that maybe with a little more time together, sometimes the whole can be greater of the sum of its parts when you look at what they have on there. But um, yeah, right now we're expecting Jermaine Effetti will be your starting right tackle. James Daniels at right guard. Sam Mustafer, your center. Cody Whitehair will be at left guard. And Jason Peters Jason will be Peters. the starting left tackle, the man protecting Andy Dalton's blind side. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure how you feel about that. Well... <laughs> I, I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, yeah. I, you- no, I I will say, like, I I have a thing. I love O-linemen. I just, I dig it. I, I like what they have to do and, and how hard they have to work and how much they impact what's able to go on around them. We all talk about the stars on offense or, you know, like the linebackers doing the sack stuff, but it's the trenches where the game begins, mm-hmm. right? So I, I, I'm really into that. And Jason Peters has incredible experience. Hall of Famer. Like, he's, he's sure. no doubt about that. But 39, there have been what, like three or four linemen that have played at that age and, and not many of them successfully. He did not feel like his career was over. So I'm not going to say he was he was fishing when they called him. Like, we all know the story. He but was literally fishing. He was yes. literally fishing. But he, I don't, he didn't think he was done. He didn't think he was done. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hopeful that that mentality for him means that he has a little bit more in the tank and he is able to play a very, very important role for this team. Yeah, it's going to be critical that he is serviceable um, until, you know, whether it's Larry Borum getting up to speed where they feel comfortable moving him into the starting lineup or, you know, who knows, Tevin Jenkins, obviously. That's a long way off, right? I'm still disappointed. I'm still disappointed. Yeah, because when they drafted him, I was so on board. Mm -hmm. He is, he's fierce. He's Tevin Jenkins. Uh, He is, he's everything they need on, on, on that left side for sure. And, and then for him, not he never was able to practice. No, and, yeah. and I feel like when they're selling Larry Borum, they're also selling him to themselves. <laughs> like, it's, he was a fifth rounder. This is not, they did not intend for him to be in the starting conversation in any capacity. So they're adjusting on the fly with that. And and this O-line is now conditioning on the fly, not just with Jason Peters, but also with Afedi because yeah. he missed so much time. No, that's a, that is a great point, that they are selling themselves because <laughs> there really are no other alternatives. Because no. they're relying on the 39-year-old Jason Peters. And if he... Um, 
um, is not up to, you know, his previous high level, yeah. you know, or just serviceable, then you have to turn to someone like Larry Borman. You know, hopefully he is um, at least an improvement if Peters cannot uh, deliver what they're hoping he can. I will say this is a huge opportunity for the Bears the way the first Sunday is playing out. Because mm-hmm. if you look around the league, the the way things have gone early, in the early games, the Bears are very fortunate because the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Minnesota Vikings 27-24 in overtime today. And so the Vikings dropped their first game. Now, granted, the Bengals were at home, but nevertheless, I have to believe the Vikings thought that they would be in position to win that game at the mm-hmm. outset when they began. And no, I mean, no real surprise here. The Lions actually put up a valiant effort in garbage time, trying to make a huge comeback as they trailed at one point the 49ers. They trailed, the score was 41 to, what was it? Uh, doing oh some gosh, quick yeah. math here. 17. Yeah, they, they, were, they were trailing 41 to 17 when they scored two late touchdowns and two two-point conversions, giving themselves an opportunity to get back in the game. They trailed the 49ers by eight at that point, and actually a fumble by Debo Samuel set the Lions up with an opportunity for a uh, potential game-tying touchdown with another two-point conversion. But they were unable to convert deep in the 49ers territory. So the Lions lose 41 to 33. And perhaps more importantly, even though it's not a final, <laughs> right now in the third quarter, the Packers trail the New Orleans Saints in Jacksonville 17 to 3. That game, of course, moved due to the hurricane in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So the Saints uh, displaced playing their home game in Jacksonville and the Packers right now trailing that game 17 to 3 with 6 minutes remaining that in the third quarter. That is surprising quarter. to me. Absolutely. I uh, mean they are look they look outmatched we've been, on every level. We've been watching that game as the uh, Sox game was wrapping up. We were monitoring what was going on and you kept pointing out the the lopsidedness in just terms of yards gained. Yeah. Um, now that's uh, it's kind of come back Starting a little bit here out, in the third yeah. quarter, but the uh, Packers do trail the New Orleans Saints seventeen to three right now. So we'll see how that one works. Uh, Jameis Winston looking pretty solid mm-hmm. in his uh, debut as the New Orleans Saints starter with Drew Brees no longer there for Sean Payton's squad. All right, so we've got plenty to cover here on the Bears pregame show. Lots to make of. The opposition, Dion. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Sean McVay, who is hot, is regarded as one of the offensive geniuses across the NFL, and he finally has his quarterback that he's yeah, he been does. waiting so long to have. Uh, yeah, and a quarterback that everyone knows is a stud quarterback, and finally with an organization that can help him win. The one thing I've noticed about Matthew Stafford this week, just kind of watching press conferences and hearing him talk, he he looks like he's in a better place mentally emotionally all the things like he has not been around a winning team ever right it's been years yeah and and you see that it's kind of like you know when you're working in an environment and you and you change jobs you don't realize how negative that environment was until you're on the outside looking in and and how much it impacted you and i think that that's what we're seeing with matthew stafford like he's now in a position where he has this talent around him he has an offense that caters to his ability to shine and and they're ready to win. They're ready to win now. And they can. And to see it on both sides, to come together, you just, I, I feel like you hear it and see it in his face that he is, he is lit up. He is ready to go. It is going to be a stiff test for the Bears defense. We've talked a lot about the Bears quarterback already. I'd like to uh, spend some time on the Bears defense and just what they're up against with Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay. We'll do that next. Miller and Miller here on ESPN 1000. It's time for another episode of Miller and Miller. America's favorite Bears pregame. 
the ESPN Chicago pregame show. Here is ABC 7's Dion Miller and fantasy guru Jeff Miller. The veteran Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay is thrilled against Andy Dalton, at least at the start for Chicago. Yeah, we shall see about the, the Chicago Bears quarterback. But Matthew Stafford, I, I got to be honest, Al, I didn't know he was that good. I went back and watched every single one of his throws from this past season. And I came away saying exactly that. We haven't done a lot of Detroit games, right, on Sunday Night Football. I go, I did not know he was that good. 45-yard seam routes on a dime, moving defenders, all the Tom Brady stuff. He looks really good. Maybe the best cast of characters he's had. The NFL season has started up, and the Bears will start it up against the Rams tonight. There you hear Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels on NBC this past Thursday night discussing tonight's Sunday Night Affair and Chris Collinsworth admitting that, uh, Deanna, a little surprising to me, I'm not going to lie. Chris Collinsworth, the lead analyst for the NFL, because I say that because, listen, NBC, I love Monday Night Football, but in 2021, NBC's Sunday Night Football is really the marquee event. It is. Because it is. because they have your attention and they get the best games on Sunday Night Football. So for Chris Collinsworth to openly admit that he, you know, it had kind of escaped him as to how good Chris, um, Matthew Stafford is was a little surprising to me, but I do understand it. And he's not the only guy who said, man, I didn't really realize how good Matthew Stafford was. Uh, it's true, and it's for the same for the exact reason Collinsworth said because we don't do a lot of Detroit Lions games. And and getting back to just the fact that he has not been around a winner in such a long time and and been on that stage and had that opportunity, I think we're going to see just how good Matthew Stafford is. A big reason why they went after him, why they made it such a priority to get him, and why they were not the only ones who wanted a piece of Matthew Stafford when he was available and said he wanted to be traded. And he wants to be around a winning organization. He has found one. He wants to be around one that has an opportunity to win. Uh, the Rams certainly do because of what they have put together on both sides of the ball. They have 11 new starters coming in tonight, 11. Mm-hmm. And most of them are on offense. Yeah. And that is a, I, that's a very big deal. And you mentioned it last segment that, you know, he maybe didn't realize how bad it was in Detroit. And yeah. I thought that, that's a good point because – Sometimes you don't realize it was he was drafted by the Detroit Lions first overall. So it's the only place he knew. And so he had, you know, probably an affection for the place that he had worked and lived for such a long time. And like you said, though, until you get to another organization and you see how different things can be Mm -hmm. and what a winning organization actually does on a day in and day out basis, he may not have even recognized how bad it was in Detroit. And so I do think I I'm concerned for the Bears tonight because same. I think it's, you know, they've got prime time. They're, I'm calling this the unofficial opening of SoFi with fans in the stands, totally. even though they were there last year. They're, I think Sean McVay is going to be looking to put on a show with his new compadre, Matthew Stafford. And you mentioned it. Everybody, all the, it seems like all the NFL head coaches were hanging out in Cabo just yeah. trying to, to set up a meeting <laughs> with Matthew blew Stafford. My mind. That blew my mind. It was McVeigh was there and obviously Stafford. And then Matt Nagy was there. Kyle Shanahan was mm-hmm. there. Like, what, what goes on? And what is it I, about Cabo, coaches in Cabo? This could be. I made for a TV reality show. Absolutely, the, I'd watch. I think uh, I think you should get the people over at <laughs> ABC Seven uh, right. to figure that one out. And I think Sean Payton as well, because yeah. so everybody who and 
you have to believe that, uh, you know, Tom Condon, Matthew Stafford's agent, probably made a note to the NFL head coaches. Hey, listen, you know, if you're in the market for a quarterback, it might be in your best interest to be in Cabo uh, this this week. (laughs) Just just if you have any interest at all in a potential franchise quarterback, you might want to be in Cabo this week when my client, Matthew Stafford, will be there. Matt Nagy admitted he was there. He was there. Yeah, I do remember where I was at. It, it was ironically in Cabo, so I was in Cabo. Yeah, I was. Coincidence? Yeah. Or- I think it might be a coincidence. <laughs> with all those guys? Too? No, no. I went to dinner with my wife. <laughs> Did you see Stafford when you were there? No. Okay, no. Good for him. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you asked me where I was, right? <laughs> it was, it was- huh? It was great. It was really good. There weren't many people there either. I know that. The only people who were there apparently were NFL head coaches and Matthew Stafford. Crazy. I was going to say, all right, uh, sorry, I've become a skeptic. That was not a coincidence. He knew. Come on. I don't know which reporter. Stop it. I, I don't know which reporter corrected him, but kudos to them because this is the one thing my kids will tell you I harp on. The difference between ironic and coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my house, I will have not. I basically have broken the habit. Nobody says ironic in my house. I basically say, "Listen, I'm not going to go through teaching you iron, irony just yet." However, <laughs> however, just assume that 99 percent of the time, if you're reaching for irony, you probably mean coincidence or coincidentally. So go ahead and just use it. 99 percent of the time, you will be correct. And yes, uh, was it coincidence that Matt Nagy happened to be in Cabo, or was it because he had been given some information? Who knows? No one will openly admit that. I'm going to say, I'm going to say for my own self, Mm -hmm. I believe he went to dinner with his wife because he could not get a date with Matthew Stafford. That's the reason. Yeah. I think that happened. I think you're probably right about that. (laughs) All right. And uh, since since we're talking about it, I do want to play this piece of sound, which I thought I found fascinating. Sean McVay, the Rams head coach during the offseason, hosted his own podcast called Flying Coach. And the podcast on the Ringer Network was Sean McVay along with Peter Schrager and Sean would uh, frequently bring on other NFL head coaches as his guests and he has a great relationship with Kyle Shanahan he actually worked under Kyle Shanahan when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator in Washington that's part of where Sean McVay cut his teeth in the NFL and so he had Kyle Shanahan on and listen to this exchange it's about two minutes as Matthew Stafford basically with one of his closest coaching friends is is like he's gloating that, hey, I got Matthew Stafford and you didn't. So this is a great exchange. Uh, Give it a listen. What did you think when you saw that we traded for Stafford? You don't want to get me started, dude. That was was frustrating. I was actually I was in Cabo. I was watching it all. I had never studied Stafford that So wait, hard. you were actually in Cabo when, I, when we were down hotel. in Cabo? Oh, yeah. So you're yeah. at the wrong hotel, Cabo. So, hey, so, hey, I'm just glad he wasn't staying at El Dorado. <laughs> I, um, I remember looking through it because everyone was telling me it was a possibility. And Stafford's the man. Um, I, mean, I studied him hard coming out of college. And you always yeah. just play against him, so you know how good he is. But to know he might be available and to spend two weeks really watching him, Sean, yeah, he's better than I've realized. I mean, he was the man, and he's actually underrated to me. So I know how good of a guy he got. I know how good he is at play action. I know how smart he is. And not only does he just have a big arm, but he's got touch, and he knows where to go with the ball. So I was trying to get involved in it. Someone who had knowledge on this situation, I remember us talking to Condon, to everyone, to find out when it was happening. And I remember Saturday, I was so stressed out. 
And finally we talked to someone, it was like seven at night and they're like, no, nothing's happening at the earliest till tomorrow. So you can finish your night. So I'm like, all right, I'm done. Put my phone down. Um, talk to Mandy. I'm like, all right, let's go out to dinner. Let's have some drinks. <laughs> a half an hour later, my buddy calls me. He's like, I'm just telling you, if you want Stafford, you need to get a hold of him right now. Yep. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, we just talk to people. Like, I can sleep on this. We'll talk to him tomorrow. I'm just telling you, you need to talk to him right now. And it totally, <laughs> I knew it. And then like 10 minutes later, it was all over. Oh, it was fun. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, it, it came together faster than I thought too, Kyle. So. <laughs> Well, the fact I was in Cabo, man, like I would have been eerie. there and I would have made it really awkward on you two to enjoy it. I would have, you would have had to tell me to leave. They are keeping up the facade that it was a complete coincidence uh-huh. that everybody vacations in uh-huh. Cabo. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Not, that, not, there's not, not, nothing in the NFL is done like without intense planning and yeah. prod and the plotting and all it's the secrets and all they know come on now absolutely they're all there trying to land him and for for the rams benefit and probably the misfortune of the rest of the league they were able to land him and getting back to the bears though you know and i will say that was i I loved hearing that candid exchange because you really don't get to hear coaches open up like that too often and just to have sean mcveigh talking to his former, you know, boss, Kyle Shanahan, two of the best play callers in the NFL, to hear them kind of go back and forth like, ha-ha, I got Matthew Stafford. But then, you know, Kyle Shanahan's like, yeah, well, we just went and traded for traded land, so we feel okay, too. Right, right. No, I love that, too. I, I love that. I mean, how cool is McVay that he's doing a podcast, he's doing commercials, he's like, he's... He's cool. Yes. I don't know if there's a better word for that. I don't know. Maybe I'm sure there no, is. No, you're but right. He is. He's just cool. He's fun to listen to. He's he's not your father's NFL head coach no, who was like a grumpy no. old man like Bill Belichick. He's the the cool young Q, uh, coach on the block. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's winning helps too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so this is the thing, though. This is scary because for the Bears, they have this tandem and McVay and Stafford now who are going to be looking to show off. And mm-hmm. the defense, it's going to be under a microscope tonight because. Listen, I don't think any of us are expecting too much from Andy Dalton in the offense. We'd all be pleasantly surprised if they if they go out and they play really well. But I think if the Bears are going to be competitive tonight, it is going to be dependent on the defense being closer to that 2018 defense that we yes. saw than anything we've seen the last couple of seasons. Well, the only part of that that is sad is that most of that 2018 defense is now three years older and not, um, not, it's just not the same. Khalil Mack has not looked the same as he did that first season here. And Robert Quinn has not at all lived up to the hype. Um, no, no sacks last year. I nope. mean, you and I had the same amount of sacks as he did. So it's, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see. And then making the transition under Sean Desai, they also have said the right things. He's been there. I think he's young and energetic and, and has more of a Vic Fangio, influence around him obviously Mm -hmm. i think that's been well documented but it'll be interesting to see how the defense comes together because they've had some changes too and you know no eddie goldman i want to say that 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 is a big deal because he looked really good coming back and having been ruled out now having missed so much time but they didn't have him last year either so so they i feel like they're right back where they started as far as that that goes i it it is it's going to be a huge test for this defense to to really show up and they have said all the right things but the test is much greater when you put Matthew Stafford on the other side. Yeah, we are awaiting the Bears inactives. Whether or not Robert Quinn will play tonight will be an interesting (laughs) one. I know Bears fans out there would just like to see him on the field more often, and then if he can convert some of those uh, plays to sacks, that would be great. He's another one, too, Jeff. I feel like during preseason, they 
talked into reality. Like, man, Robert Quinn looks really, really good. Really? I mean, I don't. I don't know if they're they're just hopeful. I mean, he may not play tonight, but I don't know that it matters because he's not been he's not been able to do much. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's the uh, Bears propaganda that they try and convince you and <laughs> yes. themselves. It's a fair point. I don't know if they're if it's just we need to convince the fan base that what we have going is going to work, or if they're actually trying to convince themselves as well. Yeah. I don't know. It's a I fair point. It really doesn't matter when all is said and done because once they get out there. The waiting will be over, and we'll see what they can actually do. Totally. Um, and until Quinn actually proves it on the field, I think he's going to be thought of as a, a bust until he figures it out and actually mm-hmm. starts to contribute to the team. So uh, we've got plenty more to go here on the ESPN 1000 Bears pregame show. Dion Miller, Jeff Miller with you. Je- I, th- I think I just want Jeff Miller because Did I you? was saying Dion Miller. <laughs> That's the first time I've done that, and I'm sure it will <laughs> be. And it's only like 30 minutes in. <laughs> I'm sure there will be a lot more this year. I'm Jeff Miller along with Dion Miller. We're uh, bringing you up to Bears Rams. We've got Jeff Dickerson coming up at 6 o'clock. Dion Miller is going to take us inside her notebook and let you know what she wants to talk about with this Bears team. And up next, you may remember old number six, Jay Cutler. He uh, joins Waddle and Sylvie Weekly. What does he think the Bears may have in store for Justin Fields this Sunday night? We'll find out next. This is ESPN Chicago pregame on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2 and ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. A lot of folks very excited about the possibility of the Bears being in first place at the end of the night (laughs) because of the uh, casualties that are going on in the NFC North right now. The New Orleans Saints have taken a 31-3 lead at the start of uh, the fourth quarter here. How How much fun would that be? I, I, that would be. That would, I mean, that would. I'd, would I'd be it, speechless. Would it be fun, or would it just delay another? It would just push the Justin Fields era out another couple weeks. I think it's it's that's the best case scenario. Yeah, isn't it? No, of course. That'd listen, be so cool. I'm listen. I'm a Bears fan. Um, I think sometimes I look at things. Um, I I can be painted as a pessimist. I feel like I'm more of a realist. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, I certainly if the thing if everything goes well and the Bears and Andy Dalton get off to a good start, I don't think that's a bad thing. We all want the Bears to do well in this town. That's good for everybody. Yes. It's more fun. It makes the games more interesting when you're watching them. So it would certainly be a good thing. And with the uh, Packers now currently trailing the New Orleans Saints 31-3 to and the Lions and Vikings already having lost their noon games, the Bears may have a Great opportunity when things get kicked off at 7.20 tonight to go ahead and uh, take control of the division in the first week. And, uh, yeah, we would all be very excited about that possibility. It, I would, think. Be, it would also be equally odds, the wrong word, but it would, it would be a little disturbing to have every team in the NFC North lose on opening Sunday. Well, and, <laughs> Also weird. And my uh, crazy uh, text thread of ESPN 1000 employees, have, have uh, Pat Boyle has already made the... Uh, has already pointed out that the Bears would still be in first based on alphabetical order if they lost. <laughs> so no matter how things shake out, if the uh, Packers Good go times, ahead and lose, <laughs> yes, uh, PB may have already pointed out that the Bears can be at, in first place no matter what happens. Of course, it would be much better, though, with a win. All right, so um, the question was posed to Jay Cutler, who's going to be joining Waddle and Sylvie all season this year weekly. Uh, the guys asked him, look, uh, you when you were a rookie, you know, he did not, start his first game right and um they asked him about the idea of you know a special 
package and how the Bears could handle Justin Fields. So uh, this is Jay Cutler with Waddle and Sylvie on Friday. Waddle and I think there should be a Fields package. Not to just play No, that's with... an awful idea. Why is that? that no, that's a that's great a idea. idea. Why, why no, is it not. bad? What's wrong with it? We're going to fight again. Here we go. Yeah, that's fine. We can do this. Because, um, <laughs> like, no like, – you. Playing quarterback in the NFL, like you've got to get a you got to get a flow, you got to get a feel for things, and like in and out of the game, and doing, and then having two different packages as an offensive caller sucks because now you got you got to go a whole different way. Like you want to run them around, I'm guessing is what your what your plan is. I think Sylvie and I would both probably be okay with a, a red zone package yes. for Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean it's just I mean if you're if you're if you're gonna do that, just put the kid in, and let him play the game. There you go, Jay Cutler with Waddle and Sylvie. And listen, that, that was I think that was very insightful. I do too. Because he's done it before, and Jay came into the league, and when he first began, he was, look, he, he always was athletic, but when he first entered the league, like people raved about his ability to get outside the pocket and make mm-hmm. things happen. And I think, now maybe it wasn't exactly the same, because when he came in, Jake Plummer did a, had a similar right. uh, skill set, and so it wasn't like the Broncos were going to be looking to bring Jay Cutler in as they pointed out like with a red zone package and potentially let him roll out um the skill set for jake Plummer was very similar to what jay cutler was bringing to the table so that's why it maybe didn't make a whole lot of sense in his situation but i think he's right he just pointed out look if that's what you're gonna do just let him start yeah a thousand percent because he's right you want a quarterback to get in the flow to to get the feel for everything and just to put him in for a certain situation or in situational circumstances and not let him find his rhythm and and get out there with the rest of the team from go i think that is a deterrent to putting him out there i I really do i think it'd be much better to just have him start and and be in that position from go from kickoff i think that would help it would help him it would help the whole offense yeah because i don't i don't think justin fields is going to learn something from a few plays each, you know, no. for the next three or four weeks, that's all of a sudden going to crystallize for him how to play quarterback in the NFL. It's going to have to be, I get out there and I play a full game and we go through the ups and downs of an actual game. I see many different blitzes and I have to read defenses throughout the entirety of the game. He's not going to all of a sudden the light go on and be like, oh, now I know how to play quarterback because I played these three plays in that one game. Well, that's that's a very good point, Jeff, because that, the one thing that the Nagy and Pace have said all along, that when it's time for Justin, he'll tell us. We'll all know. Okay, well, no, when it's time is when Andy Dalton fails and you and you have to put him out there. I mean, it's it's essentially setting Dalton up for failure, which has been pointed out. I mean, it's it's when you say we're going to know, well, when are you going to know when he's taking second team reps in on a Wednesday? Like that that isn't how you're going to find out. You're going to find out by letting him get out there and quarterback an entire game, not coming in there for a couple of plays in the red zone. That that to me is not going to develop him into a franchise changing quarterback. Absolutely. Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network weighed in on the Justin Fields idea of him playing if Andy Dalton struggles tonight. Meanwhile, for the Chicago Bears, this is Andy Dalton's team. He is the starter. However, based on what Justin Fields did in the preseason, based on his readiness, I'm also told there is a small package of plays at Fields' disposal. If Andy Dalton does great, you may not see it. If he struggles a little bit, do not be surprised if the Bears unveil a little bit of Justin Fields tonight. All right. So exactly what Jay Cutler does not want to see seems like it's a possibility depending on how things play out tonight. I hope they don't do that. I hope they don't do that. I, You know, 
It's interesting with all the caveats there. It's Andy Dalton's team, and if he plays great, you may not see them. But they're there and available if things go poorly. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I have a hard time. Like, I think if if Andy Dalton gives you an average performance tonight against this defense in this setting, I will applaud him because yes. this is going to be – this may be the most difficult defense he goes up against all season long. Correct. And so – correct. Being in that position is is like if he gives you if if they're able to score twenty points and the defense comes out and plays really well, maybe they've got a chance to win. I do not see Andy Dalton, Matt Nagy running up the score on this Rams team tonight. No, no, I, they've not been able to do that. And friend of the program, Dan mm-hmm. Weederer, sure. um, points love out. I love Dan. Uh, points out the the stats are. I believe the Bears have had thirty two or thirty five offensive drives against this Rams defense. Mm-hmm. Two touchdowns. Two. That is not a recipe for success. I don't care who your quarterback is. This this defense is going to make it so hard for them to score points. And 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 what we've said about Stafford, I just feel like yes, the Bears defense is also good. But I, this week I caught myself watching Aaron Donald run around those plastic dummies. Right. Sure. I mean, even just doing that, not even real people, and he was at, at a different level. Just at a different. Just and that's just practice. It's it's gonna be very difficult to see the offense scoring points. They like some people may call this blasphemous, but the truth is that we may be in the midst of watching, maybe not the best defensive player to ever play, but he's in his prime, Aaron Donald, and he is certainly he's already. I think a lot of people already consider him one of the best five ever to play, Correct. and it's just a matter of now we're getting down to you know, are you going to put him above Lawrence Taylor? You know, how many more wow. years of you know work does he need to show you where you can actually? But he is certainly in that conversation yes. as potentially one of the best players ever, and he makes players look like those plastic dummies when he's out there. uh, He A thousand percent. I will say the Bears have done a pretty good job of neutralizing him. Yes. The problem is that even though he hasn't piled up big sack numbers against them, guys like, oh, I don't know, Leonard Floyd (laughs) have gone out and had big nights. Why does that name sound familiar to me? (laughs) So, yeah. So, the you know, even if you can neutralize what what, um, Aaron Donald can do, the problem is if you're spending all your time and energy keeping him out of the game, you allow other players on the Rams defense to go ahead and pick up the slack. Uh, Matt Nagy weighed in on the Rams defense. You know sometimes going into those games, uh, just the way I guess really the last two years, um, there were some times we're in the red zone, we weren't weren't real effective. That first game in 2018 um, you you could kind of feel, you, you thought going into it it might be a lower scoring game, just the mentality going into it. But uh, that's kind of their philosophy defensively. I, I know they like to get you in third and seven plus, and if they get you there, it's very difficult. Um, with with the defensive players they have, it, it all obviously starts with with uh, Donald number ninety nine, and then it goes from there. They got you know great players around there with Ramsey and everybody else, but uh, schematically with the players in the scheme, they do some good stuff, and so I'm sure that uh, they'll have some unscouted things for us. Matt Nagy talking about the Rams defense that they will be up against tonight. I love how he says 99 like we did. Donald, like we don't know who that is. It is it, this is going to be a really big challenge for them. And, and for him to say if, when they get in those third and long situations, they're going to. I, I feel like they're going yeah. to. May, I mean, maybe we're missing something, but we just have not seen much from the offense in the preseason to give us any sort of confidence. Nor have we seen it from the track record of Matt Nagy that they can go into SoFi and into this place with fans there for the first time. With, like you said, Matthew Stafford and McVeigh wanting to show out on in prime time. This is their... 
this is their opener and uh, this is their this is their time to shine. Are we pessimists or are we just realists? If you uh, are buying into the Bears <laughs> hype and you think Andy Dalton is going to go ahead and lead this team to a victory, feel free to uh, argue with us. 312-332-3776. That's how you get in here on the Bears pre- pregame show. Deanne Miller and Jeff Miller here for you. We will be doing that every time the Bears play a game. We'll be here for you two hours before the game starts. So make sure you make it your appointment listening to on ESPN 1000. All right, up next. We go old school. We crack open Dion Miller's notebook, and she's got, she actually has a notepad and a pencil, and she's going to uh, <laughs> give us all <laughs> you need to know about the Bears and Rams. We uh, crack open her notebook next here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. You're listening to the ESPN Chicago pregame show on ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Here are your hosts, Jeff Miller and ABC7's Dion Miller. The Bears inactives are out. Nick Foles is inactive. Rashad Perriman. Recently signed is an active, no big surprise there. Duke Shelley, their defensive back. Uh, Iggy, as uh, Deanne said, don't, don't try and... Just don't, 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 don't hurt try yourself, and, Yeah, Jeff, don't just, try and... Make everyone a, knows. <laughs> don't make a fool of yourself. Just call him Iggy. Uh, Lachivius uh, Mur- uh, Simmons, excuse me. Um, Jesper Horstead and Eddie Goldman. Uh, no real surprise there, but uh, Goldman is an active along with Nick Foles. The two, uh, the two names on there that stand out for anybody who was curious about that. We will... Talk to Jeff Dickerson at uh, 6 o'clock about those inactives. But before we do that, you know what? We are going to give you Dion Miller's notepad. But real quick, we should mention it has truly become a blowout. Uh, the yeah. New Orleans Saints and Jameis Winston has thrown five touchdowns. And the Saints now lead the Packers 38-3. to And Aaron Rodgers with the, the flowing hair and the full beard with uh, some salt and pepper gray in there. Has never looked older, Dion, on never the sidelines. Looked, he's I'm on the sa- sidelines. I'm not saying he's, he's washed. not even out there. I'm just saying he has never looked older as a quarterback as the Packers currently trail the New Orleans Saints 38-3. to Again, a home game for New Orleans that's being played in Jacksonville. So, um, we Jordan will, Love. We will keep our eye on that one. I, I mean, it is. this is not going to help the um, morale in Green Bay. No. I, I can just confirm that no but i'm not going to say it's over for the reigning mvp just yet no same but um yeah it's not the way they wanted to start it a very interesting and um obnoxious offseason like it's just (laughs) everything he's done has it's and you know shailene woodley so now it's all e-entertainment yes he's become and maybe he should have hosted jeopardy maybe we should have just sent him that way i mean listen there'll be plenty more uh i'm sure in regards, listen, the whole week for Green Bay is going to be, I imagine, an indictment on the way he treated this offseason. No one's going to be happy with the way this unfolded. And um, right. But again, I'm not going to count them out. It's just the Bears are in good position if they can somehow, some way, pull off the upset. And they are a huge underdog. They are The line has moved to 8.5 now. It opened at 7.5. Wow. They're now 8.5 point dogs. Okay, well, the Cowboys one. were 8.5 point dogs, too, to open the this season on Thursday night. And, then and they covered. Things did not, they, they sure covered. <laughs> they covered and yeah. things did not go the way that we all anticipated. So, 
So there's Let's, hope. Uh, there's there's hope. These are just numbers. Like exactly. here we go. I love that. There's the attitude for you. <laughs> All right. So, so take us take us inside that notebook. Okay. That so notepad. I I am old, I am old school. I always write. I, I know write you're not down. using. She's not using. IPhone. If you're watching on Twitch and you can follow us on Twitch, and which I just realized we were on Twitch. So sorry about that. I, I had no apologize idea. to the Twitchers. No, but they, I have to write it down, Jeff. Okay. Like I'm getting older. I have to write it down. If I don't write it down, I I forget. There's right? nothing wrong with that. That's no. that's we're the, really opening the notebook. Yeah. Open the notebook and let's bring us inside the notebook. Okay. So inside the notebook. Uh, all preseason, I have watched Andy Dalton. I think that that's where it all starts tonight, obviously. They've made this change at quarterback, but it we're no longer wondering like we did with Mitch. We want to see his decision-making, and we want to get... No, no, no. Andy Dalton knows what he's going to do. He's he's already made the decisions. He knows where to go with things. I want to see how this looks with this O-line when it all comes together. I think that's where that's what I've observed is just how he's taken leadership of that. Even the way he interacts with Justin Fields, mm-hmm. I think, is very impressive. And I think we're seeing the experience come out. And that's what I've observed at practices. That's what I've observed in press conferences. There's no, there's no hesitation with him. He knows who he is. We've heard him say those words. I know who I am. I know where my identity is he's he's a big faith guy and i can get behind that and i'm excited about how he can lead this offense on and off the field so i want to that's what i've observed and i want to be wrong about um how long he'll be out there i've i've long said week three against cleveland we'll see justin fields so we'll see if maybe he can change my mind tonight but that's what i've observed there the other thing i've seen is david montgomery has really become that leader he's wanted to be. He said, I want to be a leader. He wants to step up. He wants to build off of last season. He wants to be more vocal. We're seeing more of that from him. We're seeing that he is, um, he also is kind of putting himself out there and, and, and wanting to push and take that next step. And I'm excited to see that happen. I want to see Matt Nagy kind of bring him along as well and not abandon the running game if it doesn't work the first time and not be so reactionary. And I've noticed that a little bit more from Montgomery, that he's kind of stepped up and taken a step and, and wants to continue to do that. So that's been some just sheer observation that we've seen. And then I'm looking at the secondary. I'm looking at Eddie Jackson. Zero interceptions last year, right? So new number, New attitude. Let's change it all around. <laughs> Number four. Mm-hmm. I'm really going to watch how this secondary comes together and, and how he can kind of bring those young guys along, the Jalen Johnsons, and see what happens with um, what they're able to do against a guy who threw for 4,000 yards last year. Like, this is this is a tough challenge for them as well downfield. And if everything starts well up front, obviously that will help them. But I really want to see what Eddie Jackson can do because I feel like he started slow with the preseason, but now... Now he's ready. Now he's he's also saying all the right things. So those are the three things that I've observed the most that have been in my notebook and things that I've been checking on. Well, there you go. We will be watching all of those. Great insight from Dion Miller as she covers the Bears for ABC7 and now is a part of the ESPN 1000 team. Great to have her aboard. And now you have plenty of opportunity to hear her insight with us on the Bears pregame show. We'll be doing it all season long, two hours before the Bears game begins. And of course, it's a 720 kickoff tonight. So uh, we will uh, make sure that you have all the latest information as we just gave you the inactives there now next we go to jeff dickerson live at sofi stadium jd joins us in two minutes